Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the Columbus to my Tallahassee, Tony. Say hey, Tone. Fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy ride. What up, guys? Episode 33. Are we at 33? We at 33. I, that's what I noted my notes as, so 33. Nice. We've almost done this show for a whole year now, so... Actually, almost- we've done it for... Over a year now. I just over a year. Jeez. Yeah, I think um, I think the Comic Con show would have technically have been our uh, anniversary show. Oh, nice. Well, happy past a year. Yeah. Woo. All right. <laughs> All right. We got a lot of stuff to cover today, uh, but as we do each and every week, we're going to start with those shameless plugs. It's shameless blood time. Better than you know that Juan Valdez and his trusty goat gather coffee beans every morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> money, 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 money. I work out that money, the money is very good. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first shameless plug is for my main business. It's Rough Riders. Uh, we are a nonprofit dog rescue. And if you can see right here, <laughs> who are watching, um, we've got some pretty cool merchandise. But uh, our main focus is pulling dogs from kill shelters and finding them homes. Uh, we're always looking for people to help out uh, with social media, helping spread the word. And of course, as a nonprofit, we accept donations. We had a really cool thing happen uh, over the last few weeks where Tito's Handmade Vodka has uh, uh, committed to $10,000 match to our transport fundraiser. So the next $10,000 that we raise for that, they will match that, which is awesome. They're an awesome brand to have in our corner. That's awesome. Yeah, Tito's big time sponsorship there and uh, support. So that's awesome, man. Big dog lovers. Big dog lovers. Yep. And then Tony does another pop culture show uh, Sundays on uh, here locally in the uh, northern Nevada region, even though he's located there in Colorado. If you want to give us a little info on that. Colorado. Go. 
Yeah, you can catch uh, me doing the movie segments with Mr. Jimmy Jones on Pop Culture Kaboom. We are aired on KNBC, Carson City Community Radio, which is 95.1 FM. The show is from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. You can check us out. The movies hit about uh, 7.40. We cover uh, movie trailers. Some of the ugliest, nastiest trailers you'll ever not want to watch. We discuss those and movies that, of course, are coming out this week. And uh, let's see, this week's movies, what do we review? Uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. <laughs> did and, you actually go see that? No, but Lauren okay. did, and she said it was great, and it actually got good reviews. Okay. I don't know. Hola, I'm Dora. No swiper me swiping. So, yeah, so you, if you guys want to check us out, support it, Pop Culture Kaboom, um, give them a nice shout out. They always are very courteous to giving our Proton Pack podcast a shout out. So much love to them for giving us that as well. And we have. Yeah, then uh, going back to our sister site, totallyrad1981.com, uh, mentioned a couple episodes back that uh, I'm revamping a little bit. Uh, have some exciting things on the horizon. So uh, not quite there yet, so not quite ready to let you guys know. But uh, stay tuned. Uh, right now it goes over to our Instagram page, and uh, that page is fun. You know, there's a lot of old uh, you know, movie trailers and, and show openings and cartoon intros and commercials that uh, bring you back to the 80s and 90s, the eras that we grew up with. Excellent! Got it right this time. (laughs) No, and it's a good thing. And uh, we also want to give a shout out um, for all our followers and supporters on our podcast. Uh, We are now recording this week for the first time using a new program. So hopefully this works out a lot better. Um, We're also recording video for the first time. Um, We'll see how this goes. This is a test run. So mind me being in my birthday suit. I know you love it. If you're watching it, okay, it's not really a birthday. <laughs> um, but thanks for uh, Christian for getting this set up. And we also, um, please subscribe, follow, share, listen. We're on all kinds of, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Google, iTunes Store, um, Stitcher, Spotify. Spotify. We're everywhere. Subscribe, click, share, support. Oh, thank you. Review. Uh, Yes, give us reviews. Good feedback. I don't even care if it's rude feedback. We'll learn. So, but if it's less than five stars, we're uh, blocking you. So, yeah, and then then it's hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and get the show started the same way we do each and every week with uh, TV news. I like TV. Bazinga! Did I hear Mortal Kombat Toasty in there? You did hear the Toasty. He, I had to find a way to get him in there. <laughs> of course. Coral! Coral. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first bit of news is a show that's coming to Amazon Prime Video. And uh, it actually was teased over about a year and a half ago where uh, 
Shaun of the Dead uh, stars Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were producing a horror comedy series called Truth Seekers. Well, we're finding out now that it is coming to Amazon Prime Video, uh, that they're working on it. Um, first season is expected to consist of eight half-hour-long episodes, and uh, Simon Pegg gave a little taste of what his character, Dave, will be all about. Nick Frost, his character, will be Gus, but uh, Simon Pegg said, uh, one half of a ghost-hunting duo who teamed up to uncover and film paranormal sightings across the UK in the series. They stake out haunted churches, underground bunkers, and abandoned hospitals using an array of homemade ghost-detecting gizmos and share their adventures on an online channel. Their supernatural experiences grow more frequent, more frequent, terrifying, and even deadly as the pair begin to uncover a conspiracy that could threaten the entire human race. Uh, if you're a fan of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz at World's End, um, or even their original show, which was Spaced, I'd assume that this show will be pretty good. Oh, I think so. Anytime you get Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost together as a pairing, it's usually pretty funny. If you're into the British humor and you've been a fan since Shaun of the Dead, I mean, I've enjoyed, you know, Hot Fuzz, and I think it's going to be really good. So. Yeah. What I'm excited for it. What was the Alien movie that they did together oh, um, with Paul. Seth Rogen? Paul. Yeah, I enjoyed Paul. that movie. That was fun. I yeah, Paul was... Uh, Filmed supposedly in Warcraft, Wyoming, where my sister lives. Like, oh, right no kidding. Yeah, in the middle of Bumfudge, Egypt. I, I had to watch it. I had my bleeper there, so I had to go. But, <laughs> so. And uh, typically they partner with Edgar Wright, who, uh, I mean, you know, from Baby Driver, he directed the three movies that we talked about. Um, no word if he's involved in this at all. Um, I doubt he is at this point. He's too big of a big movie director. Oh, he's too big to do anything good, is he? All right. uh, Moving on to the next story. It's funny that TV news is almost all about... It's rarely about any of the network channels. Um, One of the big ones that we're really looking forward to is Disney+. Plus. Disney? And uh, we found out, God, what was it? Two, is that Chipper Dale? <laughs> uh, Bucky's from Texas. Oh. Sorry. Shameless nice. plug, I'm covering the, the, the manly drink I'm drinking under Bucky here. <laughs> well, we reported a few shows back that um, Disney Plus by itself was going to cost $6.99, which is huge. I mean, a uh, the fact that it's so cheap with all of the content that you're going to get is just massive. Uh, it's well, so they, huge. You're going to want a bundle. It's going to be huge. <laughs> well, speaking of bundles, uh, Disney did announce that they're going to be bundling Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus for a bundle price of $12.99, which again... Holy, that's an amazing... <laughs> it's a good deal. I mean, it's the same price as uh, Netflix, basically. Oh, dude, it's cheaper than Netflix. Netflix went up; it's almost like fourteen bucks now. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this now, is a smoking deal. This bundle here. Now, I already get Hulu through my Spotify subscription. Spotify. But even between Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, I think it's still worth it. I think ESPN oh, Plus is totally. another what six, seven bucks a month. 
Yeah, well, it's good. And, uh, you know, you and I are both Bronco fans. I don't think you can tell by the background here. What? Um, but Peyton Manning has his Peyton Places, and you can get that on ESPN+, Plus, where he goes across the globe and talks footballs with celebrities. Um, it's actually rather entertaining. I watched the uh, first episode with Jay Leno and him, and it was, it was pretty entertaining. So. Yeah, I saw um, a behind-the-scenes clip of it uh, the other day. I was uh, sitting at Philly's Best enjoying a Philly cheesesteak, and they had it on. And Savage you in that Philly's Best. I know. So good. So good. But, uh, yeah, so the service you can, or the bundle package you can get uh, starting November 12th for $12.99. Um, I wouldn't cancel your Hulu or ESPN Plus quite yet. Uh, just wait till that November 12th date. And uh, again, $12.99. That's a lot of content. That is. Well, I think that's good too. Yeah. Cause you can break it up and, uh, Oh man, this this Disney Plus is going to be awesome. I cannot wait for November for that to come out. Poor Netflix. Well, and most people keep their Netflix. And in reality, I mean, if you get, you know, the Disney Plus bundle, you get Netflix, Amazon, and the HBO Max, the Warner Media Streaming. I think you got ninety nine percent of the content that's out there and all of those together will be less than you know direct tv or cable or anything along those lines yeah i don't i I, again i don't know who still does cable i i don't have it so i don't either but nonetheless great news there um you can expect that to drop uh what is it november 12th 12th so not too much longer for that to launch so that'll be pretty dang cool yeah, yeah. So one other streaming service that uh, has been struggling recently, but uh, you know, one that at some point, if the price is right, I'd like to add to my grouping is uh, DC Universe. And so, uh, you know, Tit- Titans was the first show to launch with that. Uh, you know, they had Swamp Thing that came out that uh, unfortunately was canceled. Yes, uh, we hardly, we are, we hardly knew you. Yeah. Uh, Doom Patrol, which I guess got some really good reviews. Um, You know, Young Justice season four. um, And then obviously all of the back catalog for, uh, you know, DC projects as well. Uh, All of that's to say that uh, they just released the teaser trailer, which originally debuted at uh, Comic-Con for Titan season two. And uh, even though I didn't get to see the first season of it, um, it looked good. You know, it was sort of an R rated uh, take on the Titans. Um, definitely not something you want to show the kids, but uh, in the season two trailer, they revealed some of the new heroes and villains that we're going to meet. Um, yeah, I'll go through those real quick. Uh, we've got Aqualad, who is uh, basically the, the sidekick of Aquaman. Um, I'm Aqualad and Aquaman's my friend. Um, the one thing about the Titans is most of them were all sidekicks. So, uh, that's where you'll get most of these characters from. Uh, we'll get a face and an actor to play Bruce Wayne. Uh, it is Ian Glenn, who, you know, from game of Thrones, um, he plays Bruce Wayne and Batman. Uh, let's see Deathstroke. It looks like is going to be the main villain. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, uh, played by Asai Morales. You have uh, Donna Troy, who was uh, Wonder Woman's sidekick, and you'll see in the trailer, you know, she's got her own lasso of truth. Uh, a character named Jericho, not really... Chris Jericho? No, not Chris Jericho, just Jericho. Like Apparently he's Deathstroke, Slade Wilson's son, um, but again, not really familiar with him as much as his daughter, Rose Wilson, uh, also known as Ravager. She's going to be in it. Uh, we've got Superboy with the uh, black T-shirt and the red uh, Superman logo. Crypto the Superdog and uh, a mystery villain that uh, IGN thinks could either be uh, Metallo or an upgraded version of Nuclear Dad. I'm Nuclear Dad and this is my friend Metallo. And, and what does Metallo say? Yo! <laughs> I think that's Metallico. <laughs> Metallico. Yo! <laughs> but, uh, it sounds cool. I mean, the trailer does look pretty dang sweet. Not going to lie. It does look pretty dang cool. Yeah, yeah. You can check it out on our Facebook page if you would like to watch that trailer. You don't even have to go far. Just that go you can. Back with Chris and Tony on Facebook and just scroll through some of the wonderful headlines and it's in there for you. So enjoy. Let us know what you think. Give us some feedback. The one thing I'm jealous about is that, uh, so DC Universe isn't offered overseas in Europe. So all of those products or properties are on Netflix in other parts of the country, where I just wish they were part of Netflix here. Well, yeah, that would be great. But of course, they're not. This is where we've always had this talk, but it'd be nice um, if... um, if the uh, DC would just partner with Netflix, like the whole WB catalog, like get rid of the DC streaming service. Let's combine it all in one. Win-win. Even raise the price. Don't don't matter. (laughs) All right. Uh, Sticking in the vein of DC, but uh, going over to the uh, uh, CW side of the world, the Arrowverse. Um, Every year, they do a crossover series of shows, and um, they're typically really good. This year, they announced it's going to be Crisis on Infinite Earth, which shows multiverse versions of the different characters. So uh, we found out, and I don't remember if we talked about it on the last one, but uh, Brandon Routh, who played Clark Kent, Superman, and Superman Returns is currently the Adam on uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow is going to return as Superman in this Crisis for Infinite Earth uh, crossover, uh, which is kind of cool. They are going out of their way to try and bring everybody into the fold that has played one of these characters before. So uh, I heard that they're going after, uh, what's her face for uh, Wonder Woman? Um, 1970s. Uh, Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Yep. But the one that really excited me is that Kevin Conroy, who you probably know as the voice of Batman in Batman (laughs) animated series. Um, He also did the voice in the Arkham uh, games, you know, the Batman Arkham city, Arkham asylum and Arkham Knight uh, did the voice there. Well, he is going to be playing Bruce Wayne and Batman in this Crisis on Infinite Earths um, crossover, which is very cool. That's awesome. 
Yeah, old school. Um, let's see. So yeah, Conroy's going to be playing an elderly Bruce Wayne. So uh, maybe like a Batman Beyond version. Uh, apparently, Burt Ward, going back to that uh, 1966, he's coming back as Robin for this crossover. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Brandon Routh is going to be a version of Superman. Uh, you have Tyler Hecklin, who's played Superman in the Supergirl series. He's playing a version. Um, yeah. Some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, you can check it out again on our Facebook page. On the Facebook you, page. It's on the page of the face. And sometimes some stories end up there twice. My apologies. But we just want to make sure you get wonderful articles and where do we get all these wonderful toys? <laughs> and I have a sound bite for that one. That's okay. All right. Uh, next story is, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the third Walking Dead spinoff that's coming. Um, there was a teaser that was just released on Twitter uh, not too long ago where the uh, stars of the current cast of the current main cast uh, have introduced a new world set after the outbreak of the undead apocalypse. And uh, they even showed some rough sketches and concept art. And uh, I mean, it's not a huge look inside to, you know, what the new series is going to be, but uh, you know, it's, it's going to be different, which is good. Um, You know, we've talked a lot about how they could improve it, how, you know, instead of making three separate series, make one that just sort of concentrates on each of the different casts over a certain period of time. But either way, whether we like it or not, it's coming. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure Tony's going to put up that teaser or at least a link to that teaser. So you guys can check out if you are huge walking dead fans and you're looking forward to this third spinoff. Yeah, for that one. Oh, that's funny. All right. Uh, going, going back There's a little the bit. The meme with that coral. 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 Uh, going back to Disney Plus real quick. Um, and I, if I thought about it better, I would have put it right next to that story. But uh, we had talked about uh, after Comic-Con, the slew of new shows that are in the Marvel canon that are going to be uh, related back to the MCU. You have the same actors who are returning. And one of the weirder projects there was Marvel's What If. And so again, this is going to be part of Marvel Comics uh, MCU's Phase 4. It's an animated show, but they have announced that uh, a number of the MCU actors are coming back to voice themselves or the characters that they played. Uh, For those of you that don't know what What If is, it was a uh, series of uh, 1970s Marvel comics that, you know, they explored some different ideas. Uh, You know, one of them is, you know, what if Wolverine had killed the Hulk? What if Spider-Man had never become a crime fighter? And then, oddly enough, what if Jane Foster had found the Hammer of Thor? And so, uh, again, they're going to sort of be exploring not those scenarios specifically, but, uh, you know, different scenarios instead. Um, I don't know if you have it in front of you, Tone, if you want to run down uh, some of the actors that are returning. Yeah. 
Um, so, so far, this is everyone that's announced. Um, Jeffrey Wright, he play, he will be playing the Watcher, a celestial being assigned to watch over Earth and surrounding this so, the solar system. He's going to serve as a narrator. Um, Haley Atwell, who played Peggy Carter, will be coming back. And I have to sit through an advertisement as I scroll. Sorry, guys. Um, the next one, Sebastian Stan will voice Bucky Barnes. We're thinking this may be the same story that features Peggy Carter, placing it in the first Avenger pre-Winter Soldier era, but plot details have yet to be confirmed. And Toby Jones will return to voice Arnim Zola. Dr. Zola. Dr. Zola. Dominic Cooper is back as the younger version of Howard Stark. Stanley Tucci is coming back. He will voice Abraham Eskring, the only scientist to perfect the super soldier serum. Sorry, you got to really sit through some of these stupid. <laughs> Neil McDonough will voice Howling Commando Dum Dum Dugan. We'll be back. My guess is one of these stories will be very uh, Captain America related based on all those characters. Based on those, yes. Chris Hemsworth will voice Thor in a story that might be Ragnarok focused considering some of the other casting news reveals. Um, Jeff Goldblum will voice the Grandmaster, the ruler of Sakaar, which I actually have kind of a funny one right there. Here you go. It's my How do you say the director's name? I always bitch. <laughs> Taika Watiti. Thank you. He's back as Korg. Hey, Doug. Oh, my name, Doug. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston will return to voice Loki. Uh, Natalie Portman is going to return to voice Jane Foster. Will she somehow figure in a Ragnarok era storyline, even though she was absent from that film? Time will tell. Paul Rudd. He's coming back as Ant-Man. David. His last name is tough. Dust Malkian. Dust um, Malkian will voice Kurt, a hacker member of Scott Lang's crew. <laughs> and Michael Douglas Baba Yaga. Will <laughs> he will voice Hank Pym, creator of the, the Ant-Man suit and tech. Chadwick Boseman will return to voice King T'Challa as Black Panther. Wakanda Michael forever. Gordon will be coming back as T'Challa's cousin, um, Eric Killmonger. Yeah. You didn't want to try and pronounce uh, his no, no, it's just, <laughs> Wakanda name? <laughs> yeah, if it's too hard to say, I'm just going to pass it. Uh, Josh Brolin is going to be back as Thanos, the Mad Titan. Thanos could either be in an Avenger story or in separate Guardians of the Galaxy story or, you know, both. Karen Gillian will voice Nebula. Was it Gillian or Jillian? Gillen. Gillen. Oh. Well, I have no luck with her anyways. Mm. Butchered. Michael Rucker will voice Yandu, and he'll also have a chocolate covered pretzel for it. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Um, who? <laughs> <laughs> How do you say his name? Korath. Oh, Jiman Hansu. Yeah, well, what can we just call him Korath? But who plays him? Jiman Hansu. Jiman. Yeah, he's back. Uh, Sean Gunn will voice Craglin. And Chris <laughs> Sullivan will voice Taserface. I'm Taserface. Coming back. I like it. Samuel L. Jackson will bring the voice of Nick Mother Fury. 
Mark Ruffalo will be back as Bruce Banner and or the Hulk. Jeremy Renner will voice Clint Barton. And the last one so far announced, um, that was it. Is okay. In title card. <laughs> yes, in title card. But I'm sure you're going to get more. So very interesting. Curious to see how that goes. It does. Uh, it'll be on the Disney Plus streaming service. So more reason to get Disney Plus. And uh, that is expected to drop June 30th, 2021. Got some time before that is here. Just a little bit. It's my birthday. While it may not be your birthday, it is time to go over to movies. Movies, you say? I do. And here we go. Are you the key master? Back it up, There goes Marty. (laughs) All right. Uh, We are recording this on a Friday, so uh, probably by the time it comes out, we'll have a whole new set of box office report, but uh, might as well catch you up on what happened last weekend at the box office. Yeah. Woo! (laughs) Uh, It is no surprise that the number one movie was Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, opened with a uh, $60.8 million domestic total. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if you have, Tone. Um, I have been absolutely terrible with seeing movies this month. I saw just Spider-Man. That was the only movie I saw. That's the last movie I saw, too. So I'm terrible for being a pop culture guy. Um, I heard Calvin and Hobbes was a good movie, though. Calvin um, and Hobbes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I've heard good things. Um, there, there's some drama on the on the front with, uh, I guess, this. A lot of the Fast Nine crew is they're rather upset with Dwayne the Rock Johnson because they took the focus of their franchise on him to get a spinoff, and it's delayed their movie. So they went out and got John Cena. So it was kind of a random rant, but there you go. I, I do want to see this movie though. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like just a big, fun, explosive popcorn flick. And uh, that's the way I like my movies. I do. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. I didn't realize that uh, David Leach directed Hobbs and Shaw. Um, you know, he did John Wick. He did Deadpool 2. Um Got some directing chops behind that movie. Yeah, it, I've heard good things. Good popcorn action flick. Um, it, you pretty much get what's going on on the trailer, but uh, nonetheless, definitely want to see it. Open to a, a, a pretty good opening, $60.8 million in its first week. Yeah, I mean, that's not a movie you go into expecting, you know, complex storylines and and, you know, M. Night Shyamalan type twists at the end. You go and expecting big explosions and a lot of action. Yes. And, and of course, The Rock. And The Rock. And The Rock. I like The Rock. <laughs> In second place was the uh, PG rated remake from Disney, The Lion King, with 38.2 million. 430 million already. Jeez. Domestically. It's just the summer of Disney, man. Disney freaking slaying the box office. Yeah. Worldwide. Don't you see the Lion King, though, you? I haven't seen it yet either. Um, my mom took the boys to see it, 
and they really enjoyed it. My boys never had seen the animated one, so they didn't have something to compare it against. Uh, but my mom liked it, so. That's a good thing. Yep. Only problem is with such little time now, if I go to the theater, I'm probably going to see Hobbs and Shaw versus The Lion King. The Lion yeah, King. As am I. As am I, brother. But, I was surprised uh, you weren't going to go see Mother <laughs> Dora, but what the <laughs> do I know? I was tempted. <laughs> um, Lion King worldwide has made $1.19 billion so far. $1 billion. Yeah. Disney's bringing in the money. I wish I had the money button there. <laughs> in third place was the new Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's uh, to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and that, I'm all out of gum. Thanks, Duke Nukem. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's a it's a good classic Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, rather long, though, I heard. Yeah, I've heard mixed things. Some people, actually, you know, uh, our friend Lori went and saw it and she was super pumped and she said it was a big steaming pile of mother poop. Oh, I can't find the fart button. So that's what you get. Oh, here it is. There you go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In fourth place was Spider-Man Far From Home with another 7.7 million. Uh, bringing its worldwide total to $1.07 billion. I don't know how much of that Disney actually gets um, because of the partnership with them and Sony, but uh, right. between Spider-Man Far From Home, um, Avengers Endgame, um, Lion King, and uh, Captain Big Marvel. Oh, yeah. A lot of movies in the $1 billion range. Oh, and... Yeah. In fifth place, Toy Story with another seven point one million. That's another Disney movie at one point zero six billion dollars. To infinity and beyond. Oh, shut. <laughs> In sixth place was the uh, Danny Boyle movie yesterday about uh, if the Beatles had never existed. Uh, brought in two point four million. I heard it was actually really good. Yeah, I hear great things. Um... You know what's funny is uh, Lauren has seen more movies than I have, I think, this summer. And she's not a movie gal. She said it was great, so, yeah. Well, you've been busy traveling, so. Yes, a royal traveler, mother <laughs> In seventh place is a movie called The Farewell with Aquafina. Not even. <laughs> that would probably be my guess. <laughs> uh, in eighth place was Crawl with 2.1 million. Get in my belly! Come on! Is that what the uh, crocodile says or the alligator yes, says? Yes, he wants to eat you before you die. <laughs> you gotta get in his belly so he can. And then it's over. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I love the sound drops. <laughs> I don't care what anybody thinks. They're yeah, fine. I like it too. All right. Uh, in ninth place with $2 million was the live-action remake of Aladdin. Uh, again, another billion-dollar movie worldwide for Disney. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I bit, eh. <laughs> I'm okay not seeing it again. And then uh, in 10th place, rounding out the top 10, was the Conjuring spin-off sequel, Annabelle Comes Home, uh, made just under $1 million. Um, 
I I enjoyed the other Annabelle movies. I haven't seen this one yet, but uh, we'll see. That's good, man. Well, it's still in the top ten, so excellent. Um, you know, it's funny what dropped off is like Chucky or Child's Play didn't last long. I never saw nope. that. Um, Rocket Man's bailed out of there. Godzilla bailed out. Man, there's a lot of big movies that totally bailed out. Well, a lot Stuber, of movies. Yeah, Stuber's gone too. I didn't see Stuber, so. <laughs> a lot of movies they got to try and, you know, cram into just a few screens. And then when you get huge movies like, you know, Avengers, they take up so many screens that, you know, they don't have room for a lot of other movies. This, I was actually talking to um, Jimmy about this on uh, the show last night. Um, and, uh, this August, like we're, we really don't have anything coming out. I mean, like this week you had Dora. You could have easily saved like a Stuber or a Godzilla or something for an end of the summer fun instead of trying to go up against the big dogs. Who knows? Yeah. Well, we've talked about that a lot. It's, you know, why cram everything into, you know, May, June, July when, you know, August is prime for a good movie. Yeah. So, well, we have... I don't know if there's any really big ones. Actually, um, what is it? The uh, the Olympus, not Olympus has fallen, but um, the third one. Yeah. Um, something Angel, has fallen. Angel has fallen. Angel uh, has fallen or something like it. It looks awesome. So It looks see. fun. I liked the other two movies. I did too. That's the only one I could think of movie-wise that's uh, going to be coming out. So uh, Well, there's the uh, Guillermo del Toro horror you know, oh yeah scary stories. stories to tell in the dark i do want to see that the book was really cool as a kid so. yeah those were always fun yeah i liked it creepy creepy ass animation though yeah sure. yeah definitely all but right maybe. moving on to a uh, a movie that i don't think we necessarily need um it's another actor trying to hold on to his glory days I'm talking about uh, sylvester stallone in rambo last blood uh which is the fifth <laughs> See, even Arnold agrees. Uh, It's the fifth Rambo movie. I didn't see the last one. Um, Was it John Rambo? It was John Rambo. Um, Boy. It's got a hard R, though, man. A hard R. How do you not want to see a mother hard R movie? John Rambo had a hard R, too. I heard it was just gruesome. But... I don't know. It's just, it's. I was actually, to be honest, uh, I've watched one Rambo of my whole life. <laughs> yeah, they don't do a whole lot for me. They have no respect. Yep, that's right, Freddie. No respect for Rambo. Thanks, Freddie. <laughs> uh, in this one, I, uh, I guess he's fighting some drug court cartels at the U.S.-Mexico border. Um, he's going to kill a lot of people. Is is Donald Trump is like <laughs> is, <laughs> is Donald Trump hire him? He he's wearing his MAGA hat. <laughs> I will build a great, great wall on our southern border and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Mark my words. And I'll have John Rambo there. <laughs> <laughs> Destroyed the wall with a burrito fart. What the fuck? 
<laughs> I did not know it was going to do that. Wrong. Wrong. I, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Trump. Uh, you are fake news. If you're looking forward to Rambo 5, uh, you'll not have to wait long. September 20th. Um, you know, um, I guess if there's nothing else to see, maybe I'll go see it. I got some other stuff to see first, but nonetheless, Rambo's coming. Who's excited? All right. Uh, Moving on to our trailer of the week. Oh, yes. Let me fire that up. We're a little delayed. All right. Uh, The trailer of the week is the very first trailer for a movie we've been looking forward to for a while. Ruben Fleischer directed, written by uh, Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese of Deadpool. We're talking Zombieland 2, Double Tap. Uh, Time to nut up or shut up. God, the first movie was so good. We recently watched it again. So much fun. Uh, This one looks to just build on that you've got uh, some new stars who are showing up that uh just make it look amazing you've got rosario dawson and then of course that whole end bit in the trailer where you've got uh, luke wilson and thomas middleditch is almost mirror copies of uh, woody harrelson and uh, jesse eisenberg yeah i don't like you i don't like you wait am i hallucinating <laughs> this funky thing it ain't over yet and then uh, they also say in the story that uh, we may get another cameo from Bill Murray and maybe even Dan Aykroyd so uh, a little Ghostbusters uh, reunion there before the actual Ghostbusters reunion wait who's Bill Murray yeah, I've never hit a kid before I mean that's like asking who Gandhi is who's Gandhi I'd be awesome if Bill Murray was in it. I'd love to see it. So I think it's going to be awesome. I hope it opens up with the Metallica track. Like, yeah, For Whom the Bell Tolls kick that off. That was awesome, yeah. Badass. Throw another Metallica track to open it up. <laughs> Slayer, Megadeth or something. Nah, go Metallica. Definitely, definitely. All right, uh, speaking of Ghostbusters news, uh, I'm switching the order around a little bit on you here, Tone. But uh, Okay, that's okay. Whoa. <laughs> Man, he- <laughs> my dancers are full of crap. Did you know that scene was originally supposed to be part of the first movie where the Ghostbusters were supposed to be an established uh, group? No, I did not know that. I just found that out this week. But uh, we're not talking. <laughs> but we're not talking about those two movies. We're talking about Ghostbusters three or Ghostbusters twenty twenty or whatever they're going to end up calling it. Um, <laughs> we are starting to get some set photos coming out of that. Uh, One that I just saw today was the Ecto-1 out on the streets. It's the Ecto-1 we know and love, not that awful hearse thing from the the other one. Um, We are forever going to just completely um, just all over that piece of movie. God, it was terrible. 
so awful. Uh, the other set photo we're getting is uh, paying homage back to uh, Ghostbusters 1, and it is a, a painting along the side of a brick wall for Stay Puffed Marshmallows. And uh, you get the uh, graphic of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, and uh, God, so much nostalgia, so much fun. Yes, and if you guys are listening to the podcast, just go ahead, go to the Facebook page, the Proton Pack with Chris and Tony, and you can see that. Just right there. Just right there. Shameless plugs. All episodes. Shameless plugging. Just right there. That's oh. what we do. Stay up. But uh, no, man, It the more we get news on this, it just the more I get excited. So. Oh, me too. I mean, we've got basically everybody returning. The new cast that's coming in is amazing. Jason Reitman taking over for his dad. Them using original sound clips and, uh, you know, uh, logo boards. And they're they're doing everything right. Yeah, they're doing good, man. It's, um, I I cannot wait. This is freaking fantastic. And the more, I I just, I'm super excited, so. I am too. All right. Uh, Moving on from that. And with the Ghostbusters news, I mean, obviously we're such big fans and, you know, even the podcast itself is um, named after something Ghostbusters related. We will be sharing more Ghostbusters news as it comes available. Oh, absolutely. But uh, speaking of uh, reboots, of sequels, of rehashes, uh, the other thing we've been really looking forward to is Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, we were big. Scoochie, boochie, new Jays. <laughs> big early Kevin Smith fans, uh, Mallrats, Clerks, Dogma. And uh, this the one is... universe, before there was an MC universe. Yep. And uh, not talking Tusk, not talking Red State. We're talking comedy Kevin Smith. With all of that, uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is going to be packed with people. We already saw from the trailer that was released uh, right before Comic-Con that even Ben Affleck's coming back. Uh, But we're finding out that uh, his counterpart, Matt Damon, is uh, making an appearance as well. Matt Damon! Oh, yeah! Didn't mean to add Randy to it, but... Matt Damon! Excited to have him back. (laughs) Now, the question is, is he going to be playing himself? Is he going to be playing uh, an angel like he was in Dogma? Um, Don't know. That hasn't been revealed yet, but uh, it is nice to see, you know, some of those original stars coming back for this project. Yeah, I'm excited for this movie. Um, I saw in another thing, uh, the girl who plays Supergirl cameos in it, too. Ah, Melissa Benoist, Benoist, something along those lines. You knew it. The golden voice knew. Uh, I saw a Instagram photo of them. She, she looks like she's dressed up in, uh, you know, the, the outfit that Jay dressed up in, and, uh, strikes back the white one Uh with the red undies. She's actually in that outfit. So, Oh, so she's chronic. Okay. Is that what that is? Yeah. and is Silent Bob, but yeah. So, so spoiler alert: Face Instagram Supergirl is is that, which goes into the whole tying of today's movies, where you got to have a female fill the male role or male fill the female role. 
Right. (laughs) Um, The other thing with the trailer, you know, is a red band trailer. Um, Apparently that whole opening portion where uh, uh, Jay does the uh, wild horses, uh, uh, (laughs) Buffalo Bill thing. (laughs) Um, That scene, that whole scene, uh, Kevin Smith was saying was supposed to be part of clerks three before, um, you know, Miramax shut that whole project down. So he was glad to be able to put that into this one. You know, such a classic scene from Clerks 2. If you haven't seen it, definitely go and see it. Uh, we're not going to, I don't have a sound bite for it, but it's hilarious. It's pretty hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah, that's another one we're looking forward to. Uh, last episode or a couple episodes back, we talked about how they're going to be releasing it. It's not going to be a wide release movie, it's going to be coming to the uh, Fathom events. Um, and then they're doing a uh, tour across the u.s with jay and silent bob if you want to get tickets and uh, see yeah. that absolutely um i'm lucky enough where they're playing in two places where i live but uh, i don't know if i'm going to drop that kind of money to see a movie so i might just fathom event it so yeah it's 50 bucks for the uh the in-person one no i don't make the money i mean we don't get paid for the podcast so i can't really splurge on that so it'd be nice but, if we oh, did huh yeah we did maybe or if we got passes that'd be sweet but uh nope so we'll be singing in the theaters and it will be awesome snoochie boochie noochies <laughs> uh now one thing speaking of getting paid for the podcast if you guys enjoy the show and you want to drop us a few bucks so that way we can bring you some first-hand news, um, you can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Proton Pack Podcast, and we've got a little button there where you can uh, contribute if you so feel like. Good news, everyone. (laughs) All right. Uh, Moving on to uh, more comic book movie news, Uh, we just found out that Venom 2 will be directed by none other than Andy Serkis, Gollum himself. Yes! I was supposed to Directing's the next Venom Assassin's, right, Venom? Yes. Smeagol will be making Venom 2. We will like it very much. Uh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, you deserve a drink after that one. Thank you very much. Uh. <laughs> um, Andy Serkis is already a, a fantastic director in his own right. Um, I can't imagine he wouldn't be doing some sort of motion capture role in this movie, but uh, apparently all of the stars are on board. Tom Hardy is uh, definitely involved in the writing process. And, uh, you know, as they teased at the end of Venom, you know, we're going to get hopefully some maximum carnage with uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, another Woody. Yep. Tallahassee. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We don't know when the movie's coming out. Uh, they said that it's scheduled to uh, start shooting this fall. Oops, sorry. So I would think the end of 2020 or towards the beginning of 2021 before we see this. Yes, we will be back in the theaters very the other thing i had heard was that spider-man far from home needed to reach that one billion dollar mark in order for the sony disney partnership to stay together obviously it did that but they're 
Yeah, because of the success of Venom and how well this is going, uh, they're talking about possibly tying those in together. We might see Tom Holland, Spider-Man in Venom 2, which would be awesome. That would be amazing if they could do that because we're not getting a new Spidey anytime soon. Nope. <clears throat> For sure. All right, moving on from uh, Marvel Sony to DC Warner Brothers. Um, we've talked a lot about what DC has been trying to do with their movies. It's It's been, for lack of a better term, a shit show. Uh, they've gone away from their DC extended universe into sort of standalone movies. You know, we're going to see a standalone Joker movie. We're going to see a Suicide Squad, which is either going to be a sequel or a reboot of the first Suicide Squad. Um, I, I have no idea what they're doing, but I uh, just found out about another project that they've got coming up uh, being directed by Ava Duvernay. Duvernay? I don't know. Duvernay! Where they... <laughs> I don't know where to put the emphasis in her name. Anyway, she is directing DC's New Gods, which for those of you who don't know the comic book background of DC's New Gods, um, they were created by Jack Kirby after Jack Kirby got disenfranchised with Marvel. He had sort of a falling out with Stan Lee. He jumped ship over DC and created the new gods. And um, Ava DuVernay, DuVernay, du, DuVernay. DuVernay. <laughs> She's confirmed some of the characters that we're going to see. Uh, the big one is Darkseid. Darkseid was created as one of the new girls gods he was teased in the justice league but again without the dc extended universe we don't know if it's going to be the same dark side <laughs> we also uh are finding out that big barda and her league of warrior women which uh you know they were foes of wonder woman uh will also be in this movie as well uh, the other thing she teased is that there's a 99.9% chance that an actor from When They See Us, which is, I guess, a Netflix series that she created, uh, will be involved in this as well. So uh, some DC news for a project I was previously unfamiliar with. Um, uh, what's your thoughts, Tone? Uh, um, I'll reserve right till I see it. Yeah, I don't get too excited about anything DC until... Until I see it, and it usually doesn't get me to, I don't have a whole lot of hope with any of it, but, um, you know, it could change. We could see the success of uh, the new Suicide Squad under James Gunn and, uh, you know, Wonder Woman 1984 and all that stuff. It could get back on track, and we'll see. I would probably more put this on a streaming service than a theater. These characters are not established, so. Aside from Dark Side, but at the same time, yeah, what are you going to do with a bunch of villains, you know? Yeah, it's almost like when Sony was like, we're going to do, you know, the, the, what was the uh, the all-villain movie they were trying to set up? Sinister after Six. Sinister Six. Yep. So you were going to do it without Spider-Man. You were just going to go ramp it and make it all about villains. I don't think that works. You kind of have to have a balance. Like, the bad guys can win, but ultimately, he good always prevails over evil, so you need to you need to kind of go the infinity war um, route, right? Where in that one, Thanos wins. Right. But then you have the end game where 
the good have to rebuild and there's some loss and sacrifice and they got to get back at it and win the ultimate battle. It's just how it goes. It's how comic books go. You can't just have something about who wants to watch just the villains the whole time. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's a show and you can, you can develop it into some good storytelling, but. Well, and they kind of did that with Suicide Squad, you know, but all of those characters were sort of anti-heroes. You know, they sort of towed the line between good and evil, um, where with that, it, it sort of works. Obviously, as you mentioned, James Gunn is doing, you know, the new version of it, which uh, story-wise, I hope will be a lot better than the first I one. I got a feeling, excuse me, I got a feeling that's going to be good. But it's so weird. You look at the the upcoming, uh, no offense to Margot Robbie, mm friend of the show but <laughs> these two the birds of prey look stupid yeah it looks like dog it just does i'm not looking forward to it but yeah a new gods movie where all of the bad guys are truly bad guys you know these these are people who toe the line between you know moral and immoral they're they're truly bad people i don't know i don't see it working i just don't i don't know but We'll agree to disagree, and you can uh, chime in. We, the article is now up on our Facebook page, so by the time you're listening to this, it's on the page. You just let us know what you think in the comments below. Shout out to Ramon Adrian for being the most constant liker and commenter on our page. So shout out to you, Ramon. And also uh, give out a shout out to one of our – we get another guy. He likes a lot of our uh, hosts and uh, not sure what? where – he is, but Yo Ung, he is in Indonesia. And oh, he very follows. cool. So I'm going to give you a shout out there, Yo Ung. Hopefully I said your name correctly. Thanks for following and being a fan of the Proton Pack podcast. So. Of course, there's always Jimmy Jones or Jimmy Jones. <laughs> he likes a lot of our uh, stuff Jimmy too. Jones. Yes. So multiple shout outs this week because we haven't done shout outs in a while. Exactly. All right. Uh, moving on from a uh, shared universe that's in shambles to a shared universe who definitely has their shit together. We're talking Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, in this story, we are talking Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, oh, you said Thor? Thor. It's my Boy, that was a long clip at the end. Long clip. <laughs> um, it's my birthday. Yo. <laughs> we were very happy to find out uh, during Comic Con that uh, not only is uh, Chris Hemsworth coming back as Thor in a new Thor movie, we've got Taika Waititi coming back to write Taika and direct. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Thor Ragnarok is probably one of my top three MCU movies. Um, just so good. I mean, almost more comedy than action, but it had perfect mix. The, yeah, the visuals were amazing. So good. And then, of course, we found out that um, uh, Natalie Portman's character, Jane Foster, will be the new female Thor, uh, which, you know... Um, some fanboys are upset about, but uh, we knew it was coming. You know, yeah. it's it was set up in the comics. It's nothing new. Um, if you are upset about, get over it. But the other thing we found out is that uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is going to feature the first uh, LGBTQ character, which uh, personally I thought 
was going to be Captain Marvel, but we found out it's actually Valkyrie who is going to be um, a lesbian character who, as she mentioned at Comic-Con, will be looking for her queen. And so uh, with all of that being said, uh, Jamie Alexander, who plays Sif in the series, has uh, volunteered to be that queen. Um, whether or not she actually will be is yet to be determined, but um, hey, it would make sense. Yeah, no, it, it definitely would. And uh, I like where they're going with it, especially we still don't know. We know this takes place before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, so we know Chris Hemsworth's in it, so it's a Thor movie. What's not to like? Yep, and uh, hopefully he will have uh, worked off his bro Thor uh, you know, beer gut, and uh, we'll be back in prime for, uh, you know, form for this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because you know why? It's my birthday! Okay. We don't make it that long. No, no. All right, uh, that does it for movie news. Finally, we're going to move on to our last section of the evening for us, so that way uh, Tony can get to bed, I can get to bed, and uh, you guys won't have to hear us ramble on for too much longer. And we're talking video games. Hey, man, you want to play some video games? Come get some. Finish him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, just a couple bits of news uh, in video games this week is uh, we have Madden NFL 20 coming out, which uh, is it already out, Tony, or is it uh, about to be released? It came out last Friday. Um, I have not personally played that, so we are going to lean on our friends at IGN for this one this week. Uh, But uh, the new Madden is out. Uh, Review will be up on our page. I haven't personally played it, but I'm going to give you a rundown of the new features here. Um, you've got, uh, IGN gave it an 8.1 out of 10, one of the best, uh, additions, uh, over the last couple years. Um, we'll see if Patrick Mahomes, he's on the cover. He's the quarterback for the Kansas city chiefs. If you don't, if you listen to the show and you don't follow sports, um, side, little side tangent, Antonio Brown was on the cover last year. And I don't mean to talk shit, but here I got to say something funny about this because they say there's the Madden curse. Well, he bitched and whined about wanting to get off the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. And, and oh, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't throw to me. And, oh, I'm this. And he gets traded to the Oakland Raiders, who, if you again, if you're watching, you see what's behind me. The soon-to-be Nevada Raiders or Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, home, home state, love it, but I don't love the team. <laughs> oh, no, I don't, brother, I don't. Um, but uh, where I'm going with that is, this guy has been a train wreck. The football season just started, and this guy has already got frost, frostbite on his feet from a, what was from it? a cryogenic chamber. Chamber because he didn't wear proper footwear. Yep. And then he rides into a uh, training camp on a hot air balloon. He's totally all about himself on Hard Knocks. Great show, by the way, if you want to watch that, HBO. Yeah. And uh, today, like literally just about two hours ago, he comes out and now he's throwing a temper tantrum because his football helmet 
it, he's been wearing the same one, same type of whatever football helmet for the last 10 years. Well, it's banned from the NFL now. It doesn't meet the safety standards. Right. He has to wear this new one, and he's throwing a bitch fit saying, I'll retire. Like, why in the flipping would you hire this stupid idiot? And he, he filed a grievance with the league, and I mean, uh. gosh. <clears throat> He's the turd nugget of the week if we had one. But anyways, side ran over. He was the cover star. Wonder if Patrick Mahomes will do it again. Another person in our division. I don't care if you have a meltdown. <laughs> That's okay with me, partner. Um, but going back to the actual just game review from IGN, um, Madden NFL's 20s new superstar players and control refinements make its moment-to-moment gameplay the best the series has seen this console generation however if you're a big fan of franchise that's been left behind um graphics look awesome top notch as it usually does um they there is uh you know my advice to you guys if you're if you're looking to buy madden is if you're on a budget and you don't want to spend it i mean if you're a diehard by all means go buy this game um, but they come out every year. I find the best time to pick this game up is Black Friday. You typically yeah. can get a really good sale at that point, which is probably when I'll pick up 20 because at that point I would have had eight, 19, what is it, 19 for a year. And I barely play that. But I do like to get them yearly because I'm a big football guy. Um, but it got great reviews. Uh, the commentators, uh, Brandon Godden and Charles Davis, are back in Madden 20. Same batch of voiceovers from last year, but there's also you get to play as the in the NCAA playoffs as well, which is cool. They've added that. Oh, that's cool. Um, they do a solid job. Um, they've done some improvements in the Madden Ultimate Team mode. If you like that, I was never a big fan of the Mutt Challenge, but uh, you can add X factors. There's new missions, and if you're into all that good stuff. Go ahead and go to our Facebook page. I know I've been plugging that a lot this episode, but you can read the full review there. Um, I'm probably not going to personally review that anytime soon. Did I review Marvel Ultimate Alliance? No, I've played that game quite a bit now. No, we talked a little bit about it last time, but you had just gotten it. I did just get it. So I've had, I've, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play, but I've played the first level and you play as the guardians of the galaxy if you're old school, old school fans of the uh, whether it's X Men Legends or the Ultimate Alliance series, Ultimate Alliance Three for the Switch is a definite pickup. Um, if you can come across the Switch at a good price, um, highly recommend that game. I wish it was out on all on all consoles because yeah. that game is fantastic. It's quite a gem for the Nintendo Switch. So kudos to them. If you get a shot out, that is a uh, a game I can recommend. So. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Moving on to our last story of the episode. Um, We are getting another video game remaster coming out. Uh, Seems to be the year of video game remasters. But uh, this one, again, holds a special place in our hearts. Uh, It is Ghostbusters, the video game. Remastered, originally released in 2009, was a fantastic video game. The gameplay was amazing. And it served as a sequel of sorts to Ghostbusters 1 and 2, bringing back Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Ernie Hudson, and even Bill Murray at the time to voice their own characters. Yeah, this game, um, you 
I, I had not played a movie game that was so much fun. This basically was the Ghostbusters 3. Now, it felt a lot Ghostbusters 1 to me. More well, so. you, you had to fight the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, but what a lot of fun. Um, so if you didn't get a chance to play it back in 2009, um, that means the, the, the version that I bought at GameStop thinking I got the gem, you know, because that game was going for a lot. Yeah, it's just kind of a coaster. I don't think it's really worth as much anymore. And uh, I am excited about this game. I cannot wait. I highly, highly, highly recommend picking this up, um, especially in remaster. I don't care. I'll pay full price. Now, there is a catch. If you want the hard disk version, you do have to go to GameStop. Now, GameStop's not doing the best financially, so they got to get you somehow. So you can pre-order it at GameStop. You can get a physical copy. or any of your storefronts, you can pre-order it now. Um, it will be released, uh, well, if I'm reading this right, is, it's in October. Is it October, October 4th. 4th. It'll come out for the Nintendo Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I cannot wait to replay this game. It was immense. It was just so much fun. I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. The humor's great. The story's great. The graphics were already great for a 2009 game, and this game, with the remaster touch, <laughs> take my money, man. And we're good. we're suckers for Ghostbusters, so yeah. you know we're buying anything. I mean, you've got the Lego, the big tall Lego set uh, thing. I just bought the Pop set. Oh man! So yep, I remember playing the very first Ghostbusters game on my Commodore 64. And that game was hard as hell. Uh, could consistently get to Zool, but usually died from there. Does on Azure. <laughs> but this game's fun. I, you know, I played it front to back when uh, I had it back in 2009. Um, it is the Ghostbusters game you want. You know, you're strapping on a proton pack, you're busting ghosts, and I uh, can't wait. I can't wait. I haven't played it in a long time. I have the Xbox 360 version. I haven't really touched it in a long time. But then again, this comes with being an adult and juggling a full-time job and, you know, other activities and stuff and girlfriends and life. It's, it's hard to just find that inner peace in video game time, sadly. Hopefully, if you're listening to the podcast, you're making video game time. It's a good time to make, so. It is. It is. All right. Well, that does it for this episode. Uh, as Tony mentioned many times during the uh, podcast, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Proton Pack Podcast, Instagram at Proton Pack Podcast. Download us, stream us, subscribe on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, hopefully this video turns out okay. So that way we can start consistently posting on YouTube as well. We're talking about maybe doing live shows moving oh, forward. That could be fun, man. I better be careful and watch my mother mouth. You can mouth it. You can see I'm actually saying it, but I hit the sensor button. So when I say I'm actually saying so. So yeah, we're working on lots of stuff, uh, you know, some fun stuff on the horizon, but uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in, giving us feedback. Uh, you know, our, our listenership keeps going up and up and uh, it's, it's quite exciting. It is. You know, we need to get when you get totally rad back up, need some proton pack t-shirts. Yeah, we do. So shameless plugs. So that way, if you're looking, shameless plug that shit right here. Yep. 
Yeah. The other thing I just realized is that uh, I might need to get a hat where my logo is on this side. side. Right. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, we, we got some good ideas. Maybe we can somehow work in a somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but... maybe as the video works up, maybe we can get the random toasty guy to pop up, or maybe we'll just put something funky. Oh, God, that would be so cool. Toasty! That would be really cool. All right. Uh, and uh, it's been a couple weeks since our last episode. Uh, hopefully we'll make our next one here within a week and, uh, you know, get back on track. We've had a busy summer. So, um, you know, we, we appreciate you guys hanging in there for it. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. One last time. It's my That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Woo! Fluffy. Goodbye.